Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nehru's Wisdom. We are a Legend of Zelda podcast in which we talk about the Legend of Zelda series, the games, lore discussion, storyline, gameplay mechanics, all of it. And welcome to episode one. I am your host, Luke, also known as Tippy Town or Tippy, um, longtime Legend of Zelda fan, fanatic even. Um, I stream on twitch.tv slash Tippy Town, T-I-P-Y-T-O-W-N. And here I am with a few of my friends, and we're going to talk about some Legend of Zelda today. First, we have my friend and fellow co-host, Ange. Hi. Uh, I'm Ange, and <laughs> the one Zelda game that I've gotten the furthest in is Breath of the Wild. And oh my god, until... <laughs> don't say the one. Don't say the one. They're going to think you're amateur. All right, it's okay. And, and until then we I have finish... White... Oh, never mind. Oh, you're going to keep going? All right, keep going. Yeah. I was going to say, until I finish Link's Awakening and Ocarina of Time, Luke is never going to let me hear it at the end of it. So <sighs> Maybe I should have interrupted you. Right, at least we have <laughs> Wendy. Hi. Wendy. My name is Wendy. Um, I'm a big Korok fan. Um, <laughs> follow, me, follow me on Twitter at JustKoroks. Um, yeah, um, I started playing Breath of the Wild. Um because I watched Luke stream the playthrough, and I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then, boom, I saw the Koroks, and I was like, wait a second. These little things are so cute. So, yeah, that's where I'm and at then, with the game. And then last but not least, we have Piffy B. Also known as Dylan. Oh. Um, I, I am professedly not a Zelda fan. <laughs> <laughs> so why the fuck I'm here, I don't know. But, no, I... I'm very interested in Breath of the Wild. I always was, and I played I a little bit of Wind Waker as a, as a kid. But I have I'm I'm an old motherfucker. I haven't oh. I haven't I haven't played a Zelda game in a long time. But so that's I, okay. Exactly. So I because I picked up Breath of the Wild again, and exactly. now I'm here. And today's episode, we're gonna this is gonna be part one of our Breath of the Wild series. Um, in anticipation of Breath of the Wild two. And even before that, Age of Calamity, which is the latest game coming out November 20th, a prequel to Breath of the Wild. So perfect timing to talk about Breath of the Wild. Yeah. All right. Let's let's get right into it. Let's start with... Um, let's go right in. I think we should talk about, at least for episode one, we'll see how long it gets once we get to like the end of things, the tutorial area. And I think that um, that kind of ends with like going to Impa and Hateno Village. So from the start of the game to there, so I think we should cover, try to cover about that much. All right, sounds but we good. can start. We'll, sounds and good. we'll start with like the first section. Let's start first, like the Great Plateau and how the game starts. So, to quickly recap, in case you've never played Breath of the Wild, or if you have and you don't remember how it starts, spoilers for the first maybe two hours of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> it's it's not spoilers. You know, you know what you're getting into. 
and it, you know we might we're not going to explain every detail there will be some things unbeknownst to you if you do play but yes there will be main story spoilers that was a good catch yeah so, man you got to be worried you got to be careful about that shit this game came out three years ago you still gotta <laughs> you still gotta be on top of that not three years oh god not three years ago anyway so the game starts off screen is black and you see this um golden light encompass the screen and you hear the sound of like and you hear like a voice and uh someone's calling link uh to get up almost a, a seemingly callback to a link to the past in which link is sleeping and through some sidekick means zelda's able to communicate with him and then you know the, the yellow light gets so blinding then all of a sudden i guess from link's perspective you open your eyes you see a blue light the camera pans out and you see link in what we later will know as the shrine of resurrection um, he's like slowly up waking up the water's receding you can see him like slowly breathing he's mostly naked and the first thing you do you get up you get out of the tub and then already you're like snap like that you're in control of the game and then what happens next is link kind of like unaware of his surroundings and there's no and there's no there's no like help for this he uh he walks forward and i think like what most people did i immediately went to like the the little the little like tablet table thing something there's a, that's the only thing in that room besides the actual like shrine of resurrection itself is this little tablet thing and you go to the table and you hear the little and up up pops out the sheikah slate and then you hear zelda's voice and she's like this is the sheikah slate is that no, zelda's cool. voice it is zelda's voice oh shit i didn't even put oh, that together thought it was just announcer like i thought, I, I, I don't know I, yeah fucking master hand coming out of the fucking sheikah slate <laughs> oh god you thought it, oh that's you thought it was the sheikah slate voice sheikah slate no i thought it was just like um i don't know i i haven't played zelda in a long fucking time so i thought like just, some omnipresent. just one of those um one of those just omnipresent female voices that's in zelda <laughs> Yeah. Well, to be fair, this is the first, the first time that a Zelda game has been voice acted. This is true. So, I guess you're not. I'm not crazy. It's not. Yeah, it's not crazy of you to not recognize it right away. Especially, you know, you're gonna have the perspective of a. I mean, even when I first started playing Breath of the Wild, I guess I didn't. I guess in that moment I didn't know, but then immediately after it. it kind of clicked and then if you ever watch like a youtube video it, it, it just you know walked or whatever it, at some point it will make a lot of sense to you anyway so let's continue on you get the sheikah slate zelda tells you this is the sheikah slate and after that you like the doors open you proceed for it and then there's a room which leads like a ramp going down another little tablet thing like like a little table protruding from the ground um and two two chests you open up the chest link walks forward he opens up the chest you know maybe you'll either like stand in front like a good boy and open it or you just like, go to the side and, and freaking kick it open i kicked right? that shit you kick it and you stub <laughs> his toe i love the animation when link stubs his toe oh god it's so good um I guess it'd be considered the prologue because you're not really doing anything yet. This is all prologue in my mind. Yeah. Introduction. So then you walk up. Zelda tells you, hold your, 
an anonymous unnamed voice tells you, hold the Sheikah slate up to the pedestal. It will show you the way. And then you do it. You hear the music. The, the colors light up. And the door opens. Then immediately you see like a little path, a little like wall. And then the opening to the Shrine of Resurrection. And then you do that. You run through. You either It gives you the instructions on how to run and how to climb. You climb out. And then up opens out the the main cutscene of the game, which is like the best the best scene the in most, the game yeah, so far. One of the most, of the most beautiful cutscenes of any game. The best ten seconds in a video game for like the last five years. Yeah, that shit was so good. The the should I make that the intro music for episode one? I have yes. to, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Everybody Sorry, listening mate. at home, you've already heard it. But that's that's yeah, the music. You would have already heard it. I could always edit this part out. I don't know. I'm going to try not edit this. This is going to be as discussion as possible. Um, so, yeah, you hear the music, and then you see literally the whole world of Hyrule. And this is the game kind of flexing, showing you off, saying, like, you know, from the Lion King, like, anything the light touches is yours. You can go there. See that castle, Hyrule Castle, you're assuming? You can go there. See those mountains in the background? You can go there. The game really shows off what it's got. Then it turns to the right, and you see what, if you are an older Zelda fan, you'll immediately recognize as a very worn-down Temple of Time and a little rock formation and what might be a hooded figure there. Then, uh, I believe, do you talk to the king yet? I don't know. I think um, Zelda says, talk to him. He's there. Oh yeah, so you'll you'll go down this path, right? And you'll see a guy there. A it's hold, not, you a don't hold even it. go down the path. You you you, you spawn. You, you look over the vista, and it gives you maybe, I'd say, thirty seconds to just look over the fucking distance, and then it just slowly like pans down to the old man standing yeah. on the ridge next to you. And I just tested it. You don't have to. You don't have to talk to him. Most people will because you're like because like you are human with social cues and you understand. But you you don't have to. You can just immediately walk past him. You just fuck off. I think I don't know if you maybe if you talk to him maybe before you don't. Um, Zelda will say at some point. Link link head for the point marked on the map in your Sheikah slate. But if you do, if you do, uh, go back to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> If you do, if you do talk to the king, he will uh, say something witty depending on what you do. You know, he'll ask you a question or whatever, and then Link will have some witty response, or he'll be like, "Oh, so you ask a question with another question," or he'll give you his apple or something. Fair right? Fair enough. And it's it's a little bit annoying. Like immediately, I'm I'm biased, but immediately from the get go, I was like, "Oh, I can't stand this fucking guy." Is that before or after you knew who he was? Before, definitely before, because after does make a difference. But makes a big difference. As of the time, I'm like, all right, this guy's being like a shit. Mm -hmm. Like, let me just take your fucking apples, old man. This fucking axe, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. And then I kind of just went out on my own. And then, Dylan, you just played this, so you remember. Well, I played this a week ago. So what happens? What happens after you steal the, you hijack the old man's shit? Uh, I, I sp- So what I did was I immediately walked up to him and took his apple, and he had like a fucking heart attack. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm just messing with you. Sit down." 
And then I don't, I don't remember exactly because this is not what struck me about the intro. Uh-huh. It's not, it was not talking to this old man. <laughs> like my, my only experience that I really remember talking to the old man until he reveals who he is, is fuck off old man. Give me the paraglider. I want to fly. Oh yeah. That's the, that's the thing we forgot to mention. He'll, he'll toy with you. And he's like, so he does it for, for like two hours. He toys yeah, with you. Really that okay? That's another question I'll get into. But um, at least for like the beginning part, he um, he's like, oh, so you want to get off the great great plateau, right? Like, you're looking like you want to get the heck out of yeah, here. Yeah, that's pretty much. I what can he said. I can give you something if um, you know, if you do if you do me a favor, you gotta go get these four treasures. Nothing then, is free. And then you know. Zelda interrupts, and that's when she says, head to the mark on your Sheikah slate. So he goes, right? And you see what is an, it's a tower, like, buried in the ground. Um, and then the tower, like, you know, you, you, you go, you put the Sheikah slate, right? And the tower, like, just completely... And you get that, you get that great cool scene. Cutscene. Of all of them coming up. Yeah, and you see the tower erupts from the ground, and then you see you get this cool little quick uh, cutscene of all the towers from Hyrule like bursting up. Just boom, boom, boom. And then Zelda's like blah 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 blah, right? And you're like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> uh and then King King Rome. Or still the old man doesn't matter. You uh, you'll find out. Oh, spoilers, God. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> spoilers. Oh my God, this game has been out. This game has been out for three years. Three years. And? Spoilers. You gonna keep? You gonna keep busting me for this? Nah. Go ahead. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I was, that, that was a test. That was a, that was a stall test. Hmm. So then the towers erupt, and then the king like teases you again. So then Link, uh, maybe against his will. Do we say it's against his will? What is uh, he? What is he doing against his will? The shrines. The yeah, shrines? he has to go. He has to go get the four treasures for the king. I don't know so. if it's against his will. Because for me, it was like, do these do. Do this one shrine. No, that's how he started. He starts with do this one shrine. Yeah. And he says, I'll give you a paraglider. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. You, he makes you climb down. He makes you climb down like a bitch from the friggin' <laughs> tower. And then he's like, oh, if you go get that treasure over there, if you look through your Sheikah slate, which is also binoculars for some reason. If you, look, <laughs> if, you look, if you look through this thing, you'll see that there's a big glowing orange objective over there. <laughs> go go do whatever that thing is and I'll give you a paraglider and you go sweet that seems like a fair trade so you go and you go do the 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 shrine right and what's the first one is it oh Stasis? god I, I don't even know no is it's it... the one immediately next to uh isn't it Tra- magnesis yeah magnesis i think it's magnesis, it magnesis? i right. played it like a week ago i should know this i think it's magnesis though 
I haven't started the game, I don't think, and like started a new file since in so the master long. run. <laughs> that shit was crazy. I will probably do one eventually, another one after Age of Calamity with the new information. But anyway, um, so you go and you're like be boobop, and you get like ported into this fucking like crazy like huge building ass underground thing which i don't know if it's it exists in a physical space or like a some spiritual non-physical space or whatever but it's pretty fucking sick it's gotta be a physical space right how much land does exist like how deep into the earth are these shrines going i mean you you see the whenever you do the entrance to the shrines you get that elevator elevator, and it's a big ass elevator but remember, Sheikah technology can also teleport you. Yeah, you can also teleport in this game in lore. So, so you, in yeah, canon, so you, you can teleport. So Yeah, it is, it is canon that you teleport. So, I don't know. Hmm, that's something I actually never thought about until we just mentioned it. We'll keep that on the back burner. Let's just, uh, let's just kind of like get, get through the story part. So, you get the one shrine, blah, blah, blah. You see at the end of it, you get a new rune for your Sheikah slate. And then you see this old-ass monk, and he's been waiting a long, long time. We'll get into that a little bit later. And he gives you a spirit orb, which is the blessing of the goddess of Hylia. Another thing we'll get into later. And then you get out of the shrine, and the old man's there. And he's like, so, got my fucking treasure. And I swear to you, one of the text options for Link is, give me the, give me the paraglider. Yeah, That's it. Like no, that's what happen. I said. That's give what I said. I no literally okay so he, I don't know if he gets progressively more more of an asshole about the paraglider but I literally I was so done with this old man I was like I just let me go I you you show me this amazing vista and now you 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 bitch ass old man you're keeping me here give me the paraglider I'm out like that like I literally was done with him in minutes oh god then he just pulls out a fucking Darth Vader on you, and it's like I've altered the deal. Pray I don't alter it again. <laughs> oh, He's like, no, God. now do three of those. Oh shit! That introduced you to freezing to death. Oh. oh yeah, that was like the, I think the most brutal part for me. I was like, okay, great. Now I'm gonna get the paraglider. And he was like, psych. Now do three more. I was like, okay. I literally was about to take my tree branch and just beat the shit out of this old man. <laughs> I was like, I can't even fight Bacoblins properly, but I'm going to beat your ass. I don't give a shit. Oh my god. So so that happens. And then you <laughs> basically basically the game begins now. And you're free to go do the rest of the four shrines. And so Link will. And um, I think the one I went next to... I did next after that. I'm not sure about you guys. I did teleport back to the tower where you could scope That's them out. That's what I did. And I used my scope to mark all of them. Yep. And of course, I went to the closest one, which is at the Eastern Abbey. Oh, uh, this is kind of like redundant to mention, but you're limited to the Great Plateau right now. You have no way of getting off. The Paraglide is your only way to get off. And that's what uh, the team kind of taunts you with. Otherwise, if you would, you would jump off, you just fall and die. He literally so makes stakes- fun of you for trapping you in this prison. <laughs> the stakes are high. So I went to the Eastern Abbey next, and that's the bomb trial. And that's also the first place where you'll see a guardian. Yeah. So not However, only uh, do you have the option of freezing to death by going to these shrines, but you could also get blasted to death by, like, 
this hundred year old just thing in the ground. Possibly hundred year old like cube with a gun. It's not even hundreds. We'll get into the cosmology a little bit later, yeah. but and the history of it. But it's even older, tens of thousands of years old, thousands of years old machinery. And this is uh, the game's mechanical way, as well as a little bit narratively showing you, in some ways, what is like the main villain of this game, or at least in a very important part. Important villain, both in terms of mechanics and storyline. And you have ways of like taking it head on if you want to, or you can sneak around like I did the first time. <laughs> That's what I, I did. I went around and I climbed from the back to open the job by shrine the bomb trial uh again the bomb trial is pretty cool you get the stasis you get two bombs you get a round bomb and a square bomb which you might think is silly at first but it's really nice it's really helpful actually i have i have used the square bomb once (laughs) for one shrine that makes you use the square bomb you'll see you the more the more you do you'll notice and then i got that one next and i kept going uh clockwise actually and I went to the stasis shrine, the Owa Daim. Mm-hmm. So I kept walking down. I walked past the Temple of Time again. And if you're playing this game in master mode, they will be, there will be a Lionel in that forest, a silver Lionel. That shit is terrifying. Yeah. Really? It is fucking insane. Oh, my God. Talk about, talk about Welcome to the Jungle. This game, <laughs> this game, it's very about that. This game is very much... Uh, happy Nintendo Dark Souls. In yeah, Master really. Mode. In Master Mode, this game is the difficulty is so crazy, so intensely scaled. Anyway, who's who's playing Breath of the Wild right now? I just I just heard the switch sound too. Yeah, I just oh, heard the sound of uh, getting <laughs> a Kor- getting a Korok or something. Wendy, are you playing Breath of the Wild right now? <laughs> um, I was gonna check my map. I was like, wait, hold on. I'm so checking I'm the map too. Yeah. Oh, so you guys are... Oh, nice. That's cool. I got the map up. Yeah, I like the interactive (laughs) map. I'm, like, following your journey through the Great Plateau. This old... (laughs) This crazy old man making you do his stupid bullshit. So, I went down to the the Stasis Shrine. And along the way, I found a hut. An old abandoned-looking hut. Mm -hmm. And inside, uh, I got some peppers. uh, A little, little info on how to make a nice spicy meal to keep me warm. Which I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And some mushrooms. And then I kept walking along the forest because like, hey, I got to make to the shrine. And who do I see but the old man again cutting down a tree. And uh, yeah. he's kind of giving you a little hint here. And this is where, this is the first time I ever saw, like I ever noticed this game's brilliance of you can really, it's physics and sandbox where you can do whatever you want. As someone that plays a lot of games, a lot of puzzle games, I, I, got, I understood the clue, and I cut down a tree, which then fell, and, was a, and it worked as a bridge so I could walk across. However, I've had friends that, didn't, that don't play games before, that didn't fucking get that, and how this game works, they went and climbed on the rock wall all the way across. I did that. That's what I did. Oh my, oh my god. Yeah. Because the way that I went to do the shrines, I actually got to the hut after the point that I needed the spicy peppers. So like I got oh. the peppers after I actually needed them. 
I didn't get no peppers. I just I just ran straight at it and just started shoving mushrooms in my mouth while I was freezing to death. Yeah. That was my plan. I was like, just get enough healers. Like well, we, can, we can actually talk about the order that the shrines you guys did after. I'm just going to do like a story summary. Doing like I'll, a story. So then you go rinse and repeat again. You get stasis, which allows you to freeze time within an object, which that in and of itself is really fucking cool. And then the last one, the last daunting one, the Kenamut Shrine, the Cryonis Trial. And um, that one, I went back all the way, like, I climbed back up the Shrine of Resurrection. I'd learned, you know, I had the, I had the recipe. So once I learned that the cold affected you, I was like, I came ready. I cut, I cut the logs so I could get on that boat so I could swim across the River of the Dead. And I just followed the, the, the game's very obvious way of, of getting across. But as I was getting there, I got distracted and I saw that big-ass mountain. I was like, I don't know what's on top of the mountain. I climbed the top of the mountain. That's where I got the one doublet. And I didn't even need the peppers after that. The king was there and he's like, you've done well to meet me up here, boy. And I got my first non my first non uh non 100 year old <laughs> article of clothing <laughs> <laughs> and i was like damn new threads and i just threw it on and then i made my way to the kenamut shrine and then you get the cryonis and you it allows you to uh create a tower of ice in which you can like stand and climb on and then i was like set to go and then the king was nowhere to be found. Then Zelda interjects yet again. And she tells you to go to the point on the map where all four shrines intersect. So I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? But if you're not dumb as hell, you draw lines from the shrines and they all meet at the Temple of Time. Yeah. All roads, all roads lead to the Temple of Time in this game. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool, right? Because I, I was not like expecting that. it. I did like that I, a lot. I went to the Temple of Time, and there you see this this uh, worn-down statue of what, you know, I guess most people that have a, some grasp of history would realize is some deity figure. And if you didn't play Skyward Sword, you wouldn't know that it's the goddess Hylia. But if you, you know, touch Skyward Sword, you're like, oh, look at this statue of the goddess Hylia. And... Immediately, you're drawn to it because, like most uh, stereotypical depictions of like some interaction with a divine, heavenly being, there is like a there's the you know, god rays. Yeah, the god rays, the the light grasping through the the cracks in the wall. Oh, you can almost hear the the church choirs, right? Yeah. And I immediately went there, and she was like, "You've done you've done well, hero." To like blah 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 blah, and she can she can alter your essence. So you can either get an extra heart to improve your strength or more stamina. And the first time I ever played this game, I got a heart. My my subsequent run-throughs, I've seen the error of my ways, but I immediately from the get-go. Yeah. Not going to lie. The My consensus is stamina is always better, especially nice. with, what, with what you can do later on in the game. Anyway, so... So I got that. Then the king was like, hey, boyo, meet me up here. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So then I walk, out the, shit. I walk out the big-ass hole, the temple of time, right? And I start fucking scaling the temple, climbing. This game, you can climb anything. 
It's not like most open world games. You want to go there, you can actually go there. You can climb that shit. Sure, you're limited by your stamina, but there, there's ways about it. You can do it. If you want to go there, you can get there. That's how the game is. And it's cool for that. That's where that's where it excels better than a lot of open world games. You know, you can play some games and you can't really climb those walls, right? But you know, the link link is link is climbing it. He's already there. While you know, your Assassin's Creed assassin, fucking like looking painfully, like I'm being I'm being outmatched by this twink. As the Funny Assassin's way. Creed fan in the room, in a lot of the later games, you can actually climb anything. But go on. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about like the AC2 beginning. when it was trash. Yeah, when it was trash. When it was free running, once that's all you wanted to do. You just you had to you had to go up that building first. It was a historical parkour simulator. That's what I wanted. What do you so think? Anyway, what do you think fourteen year old Dylan was here for? Oh God, I climbed the Temple of Time, and guess what? I look to the left, and I see that there's a ladder there. The whole fucking time, I was like, Oh my God, you have to be kidding me! I was like pausing and saving my stamina and like oh i have to climb up this there and stay there for nothing and there's a ladder the whole time did you guys find the ladder did you uh no i don't even I... think i found it the second time <laughs> i don't even know there's a ladder there <laughs> yeah there's a ladder you can climb you know you don't have to scale the tower there's a i think scaling so you go it is there. fun though scaling it is fun but i think it's it was it was funny at least to uh, to like be like oh I did this and be like, oh, I didn't have to. There was another way. There's an easier way. This game has so many ways for you to do everything. And so you get there, you talk to the king, and he's like angstily looking outside the the like broken window wall. And then he's like, You've done you've done well to like um what is it? He's like, You've done well to make it this far. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something you've some done shit. you've done well. You've done well to get like yeah. You've done well to uh, to make it this to, to here, right? Whatever. And then, like, mystical light. And he reveals himself. It's the ghostly form of the, the, the late king of Hyrule, who has such a pretentious name, by the way. King, king, he goes, he goes, oh, here, I have, I have the text. I pulled up the text. Well done there, young one. Now, then, the time has come to show you who I truly am. I was King Rome Bosphoramus Hyrule. Ugh, yo, monarchs and their fucking long ass name. <laughs> I was the last leader of Hyrule, a kingdom which no longer exists. Then he tells you, uh, the great calamity was merciless. It devastated everything in its path. Lo, a century ago, it was then that my life was taken from me. And since that time, here I have remained in spirit form. I did not think it wise to overwhelm you while your memory was still fragile. So rather than that, I thought it best to assume a temporary form. Forgive me. I think you are not ready to hear what happened 100 years ago. I thought it best to fuck with you for two hours. Yeah, don't even... Don't even hold on. So then he tells you the events of 100 years ago. Then after that, Dylan, we'll, we'll start getting into the, the, the nitty-gritty. Let's get to it. Know- so King Rome goes, to know Calamity Ganon's true form, one must know the story from an age long past. The demon king was born into this kingdom, but his transformation into malice created the horror you see now. Stories of Ganon were passed from generation to generation in the form of legends and fairy tales. But there was also a prophecy. 
the signs of a resurrection of Calamity Ganon are clear. In the power to oppose it lies dormant beneath the ground. We decided to heed the prophecy and began excavating large areas of land. It wasn't long before we discovered several ancient relics made by the hands of our distant ancestors. These relics, the divine beast, were giant machines piloted by warriors. We also found the guardians, an army of mechanical soldiers who fought autonomously. This coincided with ancient legends oft repeated throughout our land. We also learned of a princess with a sacred power and her appointed knight, chosen by the sword that seals the darkness. It was they who sealed Ganon away using the power of these ancient relics. 100 years ago, there was a princess set to inherit a sacred power and a skilled knight at her side. It was clear that we must follow our ancestors' path. We selected four skilled individuals from across Hyrule and tasked them with the duty of piloting the Divine Beast. With the princess as their commander, we dubbed these pilots champions, a name that would solidify their unique bond. The princess, her appointed knight, and the rest of the champions were on the brink of sealing away Ganon. But nay, Ganon was cunning, and he responded with a plan beyond our imagining. He appeared from deep below Hyrule Castle, seized control of the Guardians and the Divine Beast, and turned them against us. The champions lost their lives, those residing in the castle as well. The appointed knight, gravely wounded, collapsed while defending the princess, and thus the kingdom of Hyrule was devastated absolutely by Calamity Ganon. However, the princess survived to face Ganon alone. And then, you hear an, an interjection, and you hear Zelda's voice. Link! You are our final hope. The fate of Hyrule rests with you. And then it cuts back to, to King Rome. The princess was my own daughter, my dear Zelda, and the courageous knight who protected her right up until the very end. The knight was none other than you, Link. You fought valiantly, and when your fate took an unfortunate turn, and then you were taken to the Shrine of Resurrection, here you now stand, revitalized 100 years later. The words of guidance you have been hearing since your awakening are from Princess Zelda herself. Even now, as she works to restrain Ganon from within Hyrule Castle, she calls out for your help. However, my daughter's power will soon be exhausted. Once that happens, Ganon will freely regenerate himself, and nothing will stop him from consuming our land. Considering that I could not save my own kingdom, I have no right to ask this of you, Link. But I am powerless here. You must save her, my daughter, and do whatever it takes to annihilate Ganon. Somehow Ganon has maintained control over four divine beasts as well as those guardians swarming around Hyrule Castle. I believe it would be quite reckless for you to head directly to the castle at this point. I suggest you make your way east out to one of the villages in the wilderness. Follow the road out to Kakariko Village. There you will find the Elder Impa. She will tell you more about the path that lies ahead. Consult the map on your Sheikah Slate for the precise location of Kakariko Village. Make your way past the twin summits of the Dueling Peaks. From there, follow the road as it proceeds north. And that's it. He disappears, and you're free. You're given the the paraglider, and you're free to do whatever the fuck you want. And, like, really, at this point, if you wanted to go beat the game and fight Ganon, you could go fight Ganon right now. This is this is the end, like, the Force tutorial. But, there, you know, if you do follow along, but the game does hold guide you a bit more. But the, the hand-holding stops here. You, you're free to do whatever you want. You're free to go die in the woods. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> like 50 oh. times in a row. <laughs> so my first <laughs> So my first thing for you guys. How long did you spend on like the Great Plateau? Hmm. Let me open up the after Heroes Path. After uh after the king was like go go to Kakariko village? No, no, no. Just before that. In general. Yeah, now that we're done like this is you know, we might touch on a little more story, but for now, like, let's like let's discuss, let's get into this. Yeah. So when you, so from the tutorial point of the Great Plateau, how long, how how many hours did you spend there? I'd say two. I mean, I didn't. Here's the thing: I wasn't really thinking about it at that point mm. because the, because the the tutorial zone, the Great Great Plateau, is like uh, it's such a microcosm of the whole game. Yes, it really like, is. Like you can you can experience a good deal of the the emotions and the feelings that Breath of the Wild wants you to feel in those first well, like three hours. As well as the mechanics. The you, mechanics, you get pretty much all of them. Get in, in traditional I wouldn't say traditional because the first Zelda game is just like this one. But the trend in Zelda games has been a linear progression in which you go to one place, you start off with nothing, you go to one place you get a little more knowledge, a little more experience. You get an item that allows you to advance in the world at a certain rate. And then you do another rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. So you have all the items and then you are fully prepared. This game, however, gives you for all the for all the tools you need to solve puzzles with. This game gives it to you at the start and says, all right, hey, go have fun. Go wild. Like really go wild. You like that? Fact- That's good, right? <laughs> The go fact wild. that you could, the fact that you could after this go fight Ganon, and that's how the speed run works. Yep. You just, you just finish Great Plateau as fast as yeah. you can and then go fuck up Ganon. Mm-hmm. Literally, the, the current speed run, I think, is like sub 30 minutes. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. How much shield surfing is there in it? None. None? Actually, there's a little bit. I think a, a little tech called a, a, bullet, a bullet time bounce, which allows you with. You uh, you freeze. You shoot a bokoblin, and you uh, you freeze it right. Then you shield surf and you bounce onto its head as you're drawing back an arrow, so you're in bullet time. And there's something with the physics that creates this like insane potential energy. And then as soon as you let go, the kinetic energy you just go you go flying through the sky. It's insane. But anyway, guys, everyone, how long did you spend at the great in the in the great plateau? Ooh. I guess I'll go. Um, go ahead. I want to say, like, when I started the game, um, my hunt was like, all right, the minute I get this paraglider, I'm going to go find a Korok. Um, <laughs> so, oh, here we go. I spent, like, I want to say, like, a great chunk of the game so far. Um, at the great if you could quantify it, like, how many hours do you think? How many hours? I want to say, like, hmm four or five because like it's it's the one area where it's like really green um if you click on the the hero's path um and then i was like all right i got and i was like all right i got bored um i only found one so time to move on and then that's when i was like all right time to find kakariko and i kept dying on my way there um because i was only fighting with um a korok leaf and a freaking stick oh my goodness (laughs) there were a lot of deaths along that way and then i couldn't find kakariko village um and I was like, okay, I can't find it. So I think I'm going to go back to the Great Plateau and go the opposite way. 
But like, it's like, where am I going? If I don't even, if I don't, I, 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 where am I going? So then, yeah, a lot of that chunk is literally just around there. Um, just unlocking shrines and going along my way. And that's, yeah, it was just a lot of going back and forth <laughs> and dying. Um, quick, quick, uh, quick spoiler, uh, the uh, quick spoiler uh, warning. But before that, um, I think the first Korok I encountered was when you're walking on the Shrine of Resurrection down, down the path was the, um, you know, I saw that sword in the stone and nearby the, the, the lily pads in a circle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I immediately jumped. But if you jump off a certain like platform, the game will have you in a dive and then. And that was, that was my first Korok. That was like. That was insane. It was such a rush of a feeling, honestly. Yeah, my my first Korok was an accident. Which one was it? I God, I don't even remember because I I didn't make it a I haven't made it a priority to look for Koroks. They're good because they allow you to upgrade your inventory, your inventory slots, your weapons. But so, I only I had only found one by the time I found Hestu. Oh, well, okay. Spoiler warning, and I'll bleep this part out. There's. Yeah, you've told me that. And then another spoiler warning. I know it's usually hard to find weapons, but you know on the map where it says the Great Plateau? Yeah. And yeah. you look and you look below and there's that little waterfall? Mm-hmm. There's a path underneath with a few chests that have like a pretty good, a knight's broadsword and a shield, which that early in the game is it's ridiculous. Really but it's very hidden. So... So we, we can talk about the weapon system a little bit if you want. Yes, but first before. Okay. This is like a little bit of, a little bit of lore discussion. Is Roman asshole just from Roman what you know? asshole. He straight up Dumbledore to wink. He he like I don't get the he um not even then he he uh what is it? He apologizes, right? He goes uh I did not think it wise to overwhelm you while your memory was still fragile. So rather than that, I thought it best to assume a temporary form. Forgive me. I think you're not ready. What he's is basically that like mean? he's like gaslighting Link. Like what? What's it's the point of like? You're the hero of time, but you're you're trash. Like what? What's the, what's the point of like? Link. Okay, Link is Link doesn't have any memories at this point. What's gonna it's stop always- you from like? What's gonna like? Is it? You're not going to destroy like the the fibers of his brain if you don't just sit him down and talk to him. And look, just as a quick aside, I understand mechanically why it is the way it is. But in terms of story, Rome's a huge asshole for just like not telling Link from the get go like what everything you need it for. Like that's that's shitty, especially when he says Zelda's power is dwindling. If he's so urgent to save his daughter, what's with the fucking games? Like, why, because why are you gaslighting me for these last? Yeah, exactly. Hours? You're, gas, you're gaslighting. And look, a, a day in Breath of the Wild is 24 minutes of playtime for like a so, week. <laughs> yeah, so, so, so if you're if you're playing three hours, what is that? He's gaslighting you for almost a week. <laughs> yeah, for almost a week. That's fucking insane. If Zelda's power is dwindling, don't, wouldn't you have the utmost urgency? He's like, she's been battling this battle for a hundred years. What's a few more days going to do? She'll be I mean, right. I mean you, do, you do spend a long time in the game, but like, that's not his, that shouldn't be his decision to make, right? Like, Zelda, you, you know, Zelda, Zelda and Link, they have that, that psychic thing. She's speaking to him. She even, but, even admits that he already fucked up. 
and like he can't do this himself so he's making you do it yeah oh my i can't stand this guy some people feel bad for him they're like omg he's been around for 100 years i'm like bro that shit's called atonement he's serving he's serving his his sentence (laughs) this is what this is the price he pays and 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 once we get later on in the game and when we have more knowledge, there's even more reason why Rome's a bigger asshole. Yeah. And no, because I've talked about it with her before. But yeah. once once you finish the game, we can we can discuss more fully. I've I've seen on your podcast or not your podcast, your your stream, you talk about oh, yeah. you talk about Rome a lot. It, you get I, get used to this. There's I, gonna be a yeah. lot of this. Whenever anybody says the letter R too long, then Luke's just gonna be like, "Yo, y'all hate Rome so much." <laughs> <laughs> Look, I already, I already, I already have an issue with monarchies in real life, and then in this game, you know, we, let's say that as an episode one day. What is the best form of top, top, top ten uh, forms of government in the in the Zelda universe in the Kingdom of Hyrule? Not clickbait. Not yeah, not clickbait. Not no clickbait. Top top so, governments. <laughs> so before before we get into like you know anything else that's kind of that's kind of all i want to talk about uh Ange and wendy you still got you still got to tell me what yeah how long your experience in the great plateau as well as what do you think of rome okay so the first time i played the game this was still when i wasn't appreciating video games for what they completely were <laughs> i was very much a like task oriented type of player so like as soon as i got the glider i I was out i didn't explore i didn't do anything um my second playthrough though i definitely spent a little more time exploring fighting enemies i didn't immediately go to the shrines i explored the areas a little i was looking for koroks as well because i eventually want to try and 100 that file I, I mean in, in in some in some instances games like other forms of media like books movies uh even even podcasts there is value in replaying you know it's like rereading a book to try to understand it better there this, is value in playing again this is the one game not saying that i play a lot of games like my my big gaming experience is mainly with pokemon and like while those have a lot of replayability in terms, not in the same ways. Right, because it's just using a different team. Nothing about the story really changes. But in terms of like plot-based replayability, this, I think, has to be one of the best. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's such a departure, especially from the last main game being um, Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. That, and if you know anything about that game, that game is extremely linear in its storytelling. And... Um, and so, so does this yeah. mean that they kind of can't go back in terms oh. of like formatting their games like do you think if they were to make let's say breath of the wild 2 is the last of the breath of the wild games right and like the new installment isn't as open world do you think people would be upset I think people will love it because a different story requires a different experience. That's fair. And Zelda, mm-hmm. and although most Zelda games do have linear linearity, the differences in where they play, like um, Wind Waker for its time, you know, two thousand two, that's a, it's a pretty open world. It plays vastly different than 
Twi Twilight Princess, which even to the extent Twilight Princess was a really big map when it came out in like what 2006 it, it was huge back in 2006 that was huge. that's a big map for 2006 but, but, but still still in here there's a but you know the 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 great sea wouldn't work in the world of twilight princess so the different experience the different style is um is in some ways you know it's good to have zelda as like i even wish they would be even more extreme in every game place differently like you know maybe one installment is an rpg one installment story tells it just like skyward sword super linear or one is you know like even like age of calamity one installment is a hack and slash game like i think it's good for um i would even want more extreme variety in the styles of play but i don't think it would be good for them to stay for too long i think it shows that they could have more exploration but uh i don't know and also like i don't know like I love the Breath of the Wild art style, but I wouldn't want to keep seeing it. That's fair. No, I agree. It's, it's nice. It's nice to have variety. Because I, I only like the art style. I don't. I wouldn't mm -hmm. say I love it yet. I only like it. It's good. It's solid. If it's if it's the game that it's in. Yeah, exactly. But but obviously my my gaming histories it's it's very varied. But it's there's not a lot of like cutesy shit in it. <laughs> like yeah. I just, I just don't play a lot of games that have art styles like this. Yeah, so it's definitely new to you, but it fits well because Zelda is a it's a fantasy game with uh, elements of realism as well as a lot of zany kind of wacky kooky humor. Yeah, so and you can't have something too realistic because it doesn't it doesn't you can't have the suspension of belief, and you can't have something. I mean, Wind Waker was too cartoony. People complained about it. It does it doesn't feel grown up. It doesn't feel mature enough for them. But at the same time, <laughs> seeing cry heaving into your chest which is so funny i'm gonna have to bleep this part out you didn't even give a spoiler warning <laughs> I mean, you, spoil, you spoiler checked me three times and you didn't even get oh my god wow. i'm a little bit mad all right sorry guys sorry for that there's gonna be a whole lot i'm just gonna bleep that whole part out i don't know what sound i'm gonna use yet but uh yeah anyway use the um the the guardian fight music oh the guardian <laughs> yeah, use that. let's get copyright striked on the first one oh please no. if, I'm already, if, I'm already, if i'm already using music i'm just needing bleeps um and i think as of now that's kind of all i wanted to talk about and i'm looking at the google doc you guys have a lot so yeah i put a oh, lot of shit take take it away take the lead let's go i'm ready to discuss I've been talking a lot. Somebody else go. Yeah, Wendy and Ange, you guys need you guys need to speak up more. Go ahead. Okay. okay. All right. So, um, I guess I'll like start. Whoa, no, 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 we're, not we're yet. Not, we have not. We didn't. We haven't even gone to Kakariko Village yet. Okay. Fine. You know what? You know what? I right, like Kakariko Village. Kakariko Village. No, we're not even at Kakariko again. You are jumping the. Should I bleep out the name? Yeah. Sure, yeah. Redacted. No. Don't redact the name. It's a Zelda name. Even earlier, even earlier, when you landed on the ground of the Great, even in the Great Plateau, when you landed on the ground, jumping off the Great Plateau, like just tell me about that. Tell us, tell us about like this part so far. Okay, so um, we're talking about wait, what was the name of the tower again? Um, it's the Great Plateau Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, I, before I got the paraglider, I remember, like, I just thought, like, the paraglider was, 
like with me does that make any sense like i thought i already had it before anyway anyway please don't ask how why um so i just jumped off um i just went in for a dive <laughs> um yeah and i died um again like i feel like there's just I, like there's just so many like rookie things i did um another one is be- getting hit like i i didn't know how to move around and i was like oh shit wait like both choice joy cons you can just move around and everything so i didn't realize i was getting hit and i was like where am i getting hit from and then i died and yeah oh. and then like food like apples you know that's the only thing i was able to find and um I would see the mushrooms and I'm like, all right, well, what do I do with these? Um, yeah, so there's like a lot of that in the Great Flat. So, I mean, um, and I, like I said, like I had sticks and a leaf and I'm like, all right, so who's trying to get their ass whooped? And it's like, oh. Oh my God, not yeah. the stick, not the stick and the leaf. <laughs> the tree, the yeah. tree branch. The master, the master branch. The master it took sword. Me a while to get to um, Village. That's something. I it took me a while too, only because I got super distracted. Me too. I got distracted as well. Cause I okay, so Wendy, I don't know how much you play other video games, but I, I have a theory about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> okay, so, so I, I I have this theory about Breath of the Wild that. There's a reason why a lot of people think it's one of the best games they've ever played. And there's a reason why a lot of people are like, I was fucking confused as shit the whole time. <laughs> For the first 10 hours, I had oh no idea what was going on. And like, I f- okay, so I have this idea about like almost like a video Ooh. game literacy. So, and Zelda is a game that requires you to have a high level of video game mm-hmm. literacy to play it and enjoy it immediately right off the bat to the point where so many games nowadays don't require that level. And I had forgotten how to play a game that way for like maybe the first hour of legend of Zelda: breath of the wild. So I was sitting there like, it was like learning how to read again. Like that's how it felt playing this game for the first time, which is great. Like it's an amazingly freeing feeling, but it's the same feeling as, you're not gonna. You're not gonna love an Austin novel. If you can't read English. <laughs> you know, like you know what I mean. Like nobody, nobody can disagree that there's like amazing beauty in Austin novels, which I, I could. But whatever, I'm using an Austin novel as the, as the <laughs> analogy, so we're going with it. Shakespeare. Nobody could agree that nobody could disagree that Shakespeare is not beautiful. Like nobody yeah, could say sure. that Shakespeare is not beautiful. But if you can't read Especially English, older, it's like you can't understand older English. It, it makes it harder to appreciate. It's like what? It's like what's going to happen with that? So, sorry, I got distracted <laughs> for a second. Anyway, so here's here's my theory. If if you get dumped into Breath of the Wild, and you have no idea what playing mm-hmm. an open world game is like, like Wendy said, it was three hours of being confused as shit. <laughs> And like just dying I, a lot, so I guess that's one of my criticisms so far. That's actually of this game is that it requires a high level of video game literacy to think. Okay, I'm in the tutorial section, and they're showing me this. This is a game that is trying to tell me to explore and how to read the images and the 
the the cues that the game is giving you because I've played countless fucking hours of every type I, of video game. I kind of have know? to disagree. I think this is one of the strongest points of this game because I hadn't really played a lot of open world games when I started this. When I started first time I played Breath of the Wild, actually I hadn't played any open world game except for Minecraft. Does that count? That's an open world game. And so except for yeah, Minecraft counts. and. The game, the game does exactly what you say, but in a way where, in a way where I myself wanna, um, yes, it's, it's friendlier, friendlier than the others. It, 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 it doesn't discourage you. You're not getting friendlier. to the point where you want to give up. You, you keep wanting doing more. It's it's difficulty is is in a way where like it keep, you're like oh I'm just on the cusp of seeing something great. So you you get this excitement to want to do it, and the game really does let you do it your way, which I think makes it yeah. easier. Because if the, if the combat was only a certain way, like, you know, you can push rocks, you can use magnesium, you can stasis, you can use weapons, you can use bows, you can use shields, you can, you know, light a field on fire or something, right? This this game does properly what Dark Souls wanted to do. I haven't played Dark Souls, but... Dark Souls off. wanted to be... Dark Souls, Dark Souls wanted to be hard because it wanted to show you a type of gaming experience that was different from all of the follow the waypoints that you'd seen before that you've been seeing Mm -hmm. for years at this point. And I think that with dark souls, unless you're highly video game literate, that shit backfired immediately because most people that I know that play dark souls are like, that shit's too hard and drop it in like two hours. That happened to me with bloodborne actually. With blood. Yeah. Same game. Same, same, more or less the same game. Yeah. Same series. Yeah. Um, There's a, and for all the stuff about like oh i didn't like the art style of bloodborne dark souls is, is too dark for me like that's fine but i'm playing breath of the wild and i don't love the art style i like it mm-hmm. but i don't love it you know so i don't know i feel like there's something to be said for the way that this game engages with new yes. players and experienced and I, players i think that i think that and i think it does too. it quite well with new players and old players of Zelda as well, not just video game players. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I'm not a Zelda player, and there were some things that I That's that true, are just that like Zelda get, tropes exactly, that yeah. I just didn't. And I feel that a lot. With I didn't the pick other up games, one. the other Zelda games that I played, and I think Zelda in general is a franchise that's known to be very lore heavy, and that can be very off-putting to some it people. Is. Whereas. Right. Some it people are like, wait, are these all the same time. links? Mm-hmm. Like, Whereas mm-hmm. I think this game yeah. was welcoming enough to new players. I mean, Luke, wasn't it your first Zelda game? And then you started playing it. When I did, one? yeah, it was. And I was really pulled in by the mystery of the lore. Because this game, again, doesn't tell a linear-based narrative. But it, it has a lot of information. It's lore-dense. You, you have to go out of your way to search for it. But if you don't care about the story, that's fine. That's not going to stop you from playing the game. Whereas, I'll make another. Oh, here we go. Analogy. <laughs> the analogy guy. If I can. I'm the, no, I'm the analogy guy because I've played so many other video games, but so not Legend of Zelda Waker. at all. You're lost. You're lost. You're lost. So, love Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker. Let me get to Wind Waker. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's gonna be fun. Um, this the Legend of Zelda is a very lore lore heavy universe, but it's not a lore heavy universe that's again illiterate like i i love open world games like this and i would say that this is the genre that i play probably yeah. the most nowadays 
I cannot play The Witcher 3. I cannot play The Witcher 3. I hate it. Because every time I'm like, oh, the combat's kind of fun. The, 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 the story aspect's kind of interesting. But oh my god, the dense conversations of just exposition oh, yes. dump and reference books and to the to the older games and they just don't mention mm-hmm. it at all it's just like oh my god like yes there's a there is a lore dump in the beginning mm-hmm. of this game that's inevitable but it's great calamity divine beasts hero princess go you know like it doesn't it and doesn't you kill you too more, much you have it. the option to do so as you explore and you most of the games are like that because the story is contained in itself like if you've seen if this is a story a storyline or a timeline podcast, this would be much different. We talk about how distru- how awful the if you if you even looked at the the timeline, it doesn't for the most part it's 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 okay, but otherwise it doesn't really make sense. I don't think the games aren't connected in mind to all relate to each other. There's references, especially in this game. One of the first memories you might get is a is a reference, and um, we can talk about that in a little bit, um, but. The formula is is uh, is as simple as uh, you know, like like most uh, European medieval fantasy stories. Instead of you know, knight saves princess, kills the dragon. It's you know, hero gets the master sword, becomes worthy. Zelda Zelda's in danger, uh, gets <laughs> gets Zelda, and you defeat Ganon. That's like the formula. That's basic, uh, like its most basic form. And it's and it's really easy to follow along. Where like as you were saying, like something like Witcher Three, there is a lot. Even s- Witcher Three is unintelligible. How, how would you compare it to like Assassin's Creed? Unless you have Creed, played though? it, I feel like Assassin's Creed is very story and maybe not lore dense, but story dense. Okay, so I'm a <laughs> little biased with Assassin's Creed, just because if you're playing Assassin's Creed yeah. Origins let's say, which is actually, I don't want to say it's very like Breath of the Wild, but there's more aspects of it. If you're playing Assassin's Creed Origins and that's your first Assassin's Creed game, you're going to be confused as shit. You're not going to care about the story. You're just going to like mean, the gameplay. it did come out uh, a few uh, months after Breath of the Wild, October 27th. It did, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've been playing Assassin's Creed since the first game. So none of that, none of that is lost on me. So I don't I don't know how to explain that experience, but I would say yeah, Assassin's Creed is a very lore heavy game, but it's not it's not so lore heavy where like you can't play. I don't know. I'd say they're about the same. I'd say that it's about the same as the Legend. I think the Zelda. concepts are appealing just because, like, to like different yeah. crowds as well. You know, that's true. I just need yeah, to like, the technical point. One of my biggest reservations of wanting to play Assassin's Creed Origins is how it's at least portrayed in trailers and stuff to someone who knows nothing. How I see it is that they're all connected. I'm like, well, I don't want to start at like, you know, I don't Origins want to start at Black Flag at the point. time. You know, this is a while when Black Flag came out. Black Flag is a horrible that, that, That's point. the one I was out at the time. That one in the, the French Revolution one where you could play with four yeah. people. And I was like, I don't want to... And yeah, you don't like, want to play that one at all. <laughs> I was like, I don't wanna, I don't want to start <laughs> here. I don't know terrible. what's going on. And my friend had the my friend had uh, three, right? Wasn't three wasn't three the American Revolution two. one? And that one was, was the like American confusing. Revolution. You'd want to start you'd want to start with two or origins. Yeah. You can't start it. So that was a, one of my reservations, but this game was 
just so easy to get into because they, they give it's you that exposition at the start, which again, a fairly simple formula. Well, there, there's a there's a, a, a simple enough way to tell a formula where it's not so overbearing them. Because, you know, Zelda, for a long time, a lot of Zelda games, uh, you know, people complaints were that Nintendo was holding the hand too much. And if you played Ocarina of Time, you have Navi chirping in your ear, Skyward Sword, you have you have Fi reminding you every five minutes that your Wiimote batteries are going to come out. And just as a quick aside, again, I personally love both of those characters so much. I have I don't have the problems that tend to be the general consensus, but I understand the consensus is that these companion characters, you know, Minna, uh, you know, the King of Red Lions, were all so oh, a little bit overbearing and annoying and you know, Nintendo was like, "Fine, fine. You, you guys, you guys don't want us to hold your hand. We'll t- we won't tell you shit." All right, go. we're gonna <laughs> literally, chuck you off the literally, we're gonna throw the, you off this cliff and go, yeah, and go figure, figure, it out. figure it out. We're gonna, we're gonna point to Hyrule Castle being swirled around by evil and just say, <laughs> "Figure it out." <laughs> you see a giant ghost pig, purple and then like. Go figure it out. That's just go it. just go there. Yeah, get rid of that shit. Kill it. Pest infection. Fix it. I that's what I like about it's, this game though. And I think that's why I yeah, didn't play the other Zelda's. It really is. Because I don't know, I, I was always entranced by this idea of Breath me, of the Wild. Me too. Breath of the Wild is the reason why I got my Switch. That was the but from what I had seen, I was like, "This is this is interesting. This this look, it's, it's just like you know, Breath of the Wild is just built different. It's not like other Zelda Zelda games. It's just built different." <laughs> I think they do that yes. story though, even immediately because you you get dropped in, and you you get you get that big exposition about okay, it's gonna be the Zelda story. There's a hero and there's a sword and there's gonna be a princess at some point mm. and there's a Ganon, you know, like that's that's what you get and that's what you think you're gonna run into and then they drop you in and say, oh, all that shit already yeah, happened, you lost. To, to, to <laughs> congratulate the story, there's there's a, a Zelda games have sort of one or two uh, story formula in which you are preventing a great evil or you are. You are um, sort of ruminating and uh, wandering around the remnants of the post-great evil world in which the entire world is broken and you are trying to put the pieces back together. And Breath of the Wild really pulls it off with the exploration. There's a, there's a, a beautiful sense of isolation in this game and, a, a, and strong like uh, solitude that you alone or traveling through these quiet fields because the, this is a broken world you lost. And now you were, you were trying to put the pieces of not only yourself together, but the world together. Mm. To, the, to the point where it's so isolating to the point where if you see a person outside of town, you, you kind of flip out a thing, little bit. The, the NPCs in this game, we can talk about that. Maybe who knows we'll have time. We're already at a, we're already at an hour. That's why I said that we can, we might not even get to Kakariko Village today. Let's let's try to keep it hour thirty, maybe hour forty. But anyway, um, the there's such a a strong 
the the whole like formula and idea of the the lone hero set to take on the world is done really really that trope is really nicely executed in this game especially in the beginning you really you really do feel alone once you once you realize the old man is a ghost and then Zelda's just a you know an earpiece voice in your bluetooth headset and <laughs> your uh in your, your iphone she's just on the yeah. speaker she's just your siri it's not real oh, <laughs> i'm just kidding so it is it's a very if you look into it and you really take time to like again you know like the, the same thing like rereading a book if you really take the time to dig into the lore and what we're discussing maybe we can you know spend the next episode talking we probably will talk more about the story because we get you know with more in kakariko village you meet Impa and hateno village i think that'll be the next episode you you really you really um you get more story but if you really examine it, Breath of the Wild story is a is a sad is a very sad story. It's a very melancholic story. It's a you lost story. Yeah, I mean, kind of to go back with um, what this phase Rome. like he really is an Here asshole. Like, I mean, um, you know, like his daughter. Like it was like okay, here, like you know, it's the you know mother lineage that kind of like um, inherits all this. And it's like, well, oops, feel bad, but um, I'm gonna just stay here. So good luck, Zelda. Um, I love you, but um, good luck. <laughs> so it's kind of like really like. I would, even, I, would even, I would even say that is debatable. But he loved again, her. Once, once you once you guys finish the game, I'm not gonna spoil much. We will have a big discussion on the characters and in the roles they play. But. But for now, it's fun. It's oh. fun because uh, a lot of other, uh, you know, podcasts that talk about games, usually it's the people they have finished the game. But, you know, uh, Anne's has finished the game to an extent. You have two it. people that, that, that know uh, a fairly good amount of what's going on. And you have two people that are experiencing it for the first time. So it's a, it's a, good, it's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's my first time playing, um, you know, a game, you know, Legend of Zelda. Yeah. So it's like, um, for the first time, it's like, okay, like, yeah, the art, like, at first I was like, oh my god, the art style was really nice. Um, I really, really like it. Um, and then I'm not gonna say, you know, from the other one, but once I unlocked <laughs> that one thing, I, I was like, oh my goodness, like, it hit me. It hit me. Once I was we like, do oh my that goodness. episode, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, no, like I'm already at another spot, and I I'm gonna cry once I unlock that. And I already unlocked the memory. I'm not gonna say which one. Uh, I was like, wow, this is so sad. Like a hundred years. Yeah, I yeah. And it, it, I, I see think, it. I think what helps it hit stronger is that you you find these you find out the history, the story of the game. It's not it's not given to you. Hmm. You you care more for these characters because you have to stumble upon and you know find them you're recovering even link in some ways even though he is a flushed out character you know that you know other zelda games you, you can choose your character's name link is just link you can that, that's who he is i yeah i i was i, I was very that. struck by that because i remember like every zelda game I i've seen playthroughs of it's you I farted pick, pick the or, name hey dude something or, stupid. it's my dude hey dude and, and it's nice to have link finally be a flushed out character yeah, just be a character of his own, not just a, a and vehicle. Even though that you he use. is a character of his own, he is at the start a blank slate. Which is a uh, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of cool thematic things we can talk about. When again, once we fin- once we get to the end of like Breath of the Wild in this, 
this that's gonna be a long episode maybe even two episodes that's gonna that's, be like yeah, a three, that's, that's gonna be, gonna be, three gonna be like a three-hour <laughs> and so to sort of uh, uh wrap things up and when anything more you want to you want to add on Checking my notes, I mean. Oh, we can start with your first one. The Great Plateau as a tutorial. What do you think of that? Now let's talk about mechanically. Okay. I personally, and I agree with your statement, your sentiment, which you can say Mm -hmm. also. I think it is one of the best tutorials that I've ever experienced. Because the hand-holding doesn't come with the mechanics of you learning the game. It comes with just pushing you in the right direction, right? The fact that it took eight generations of Pokemon for me to be able to skip the catching a Pokemon tutorial, like, come on. (laughs) But so this was a little refreshing for me. I feel the same way. A lot of a lot of games hold your hand too much in tutorials, and e- even through the whole game. And this this doesn't do that. It 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 doesn't yeah. guide you. It yeah. points. It just says look, and doesn't even tell you. Yeah, it doesn't it even say look. Just it just puts points. The little dot on your sheet of slate, and that's it, it literally just points. Not even that. Sometimes it just points. Yeah. We've just well, lost Luke. I don't know. Luke's gone. <laughs> it's fine. I guess oh we're just kind of going for it. But yeah. No. I. No. I think. I think that the intro is. Is yeah, really strong for that. Learn a lot. And, and and the whole game in general. Yeah, I think the whole game in general. Go into the game, especially with um. Right, there we go. All right, recording. We're live. We're again. back. There was a, there was a bit of technical difficulty. I might even edit this part out. I'm talking about. We're back. And um, last we were talking about before the end of today's episode is the Great Plateau as a tutorial space. I think it's if not the best, one of the best tutorials in a game. But Ange was taking the lead, so take um, it away, Ange. What do you think? I think the last thing I mentioned was how bad Pokemon is at this, but. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right. just, just start over. Just start over. Just say if you think it's good or bad, and then why, why um, not, and, and get back into so it. So basically, I think while the Great Plateau does have a bit of hand-holding, it's not exactly within like you learning the mechanics of the game. It's kind of just like a little hint. It's literally just the golden spots on the Sheikah Slate, and that's it. And I think that... It's Pretty kind of much. all that you need because it allows you more freedom to learn the mechanics of the game. You know, like you learn how to fight enemies. You learn that you need to be cautious of your stamina. You learn that your weapons break as you fight those enemies, you know? Mm-hmm. Without the game telling you. It's a good uh, tutorial by yeah. experience. It's trial by trial error. error. A yeah, lot trial by error. Like risk and sort reward of in this home. game. <laughs> So we're all fairly in consensus, except Wendy, you haven't spoken. What do you think? What do you think about um, Rithwa's tutorial? It was pretty solid. Like, for me, like, it felt short, you know? I was like, okay, here, this is the basics. Um, and then after that, like, after the whole tutorial was done, I was like, all right, time to go explore. Like, that was the first, that was my first, like, thing. I was like, all right, yeah. 
I'll, I'll go to. Did you did you feel well equipped in terms of tools and knowledge once you had left and jumped off the Great Plateau? Once you oh, jumped out of yeah. the Oh yeah. Um, maybe in that in that like. You know, you're not supposed to know everything to the game. You, I don't think you're supposed to feel like you can go begin. I mean, do you feel like, you know, you knew you knew how to turn the camera and you knew you knew how to hold your yeah, shield? Yeah, yeah, well, like a little bit. Of, like were. it was all about fiddling around. You know, like that's how you learn. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I said, like <laughs> the first, like the first one where I was just getting hit, I was like, wait, no, you move the camera with this with the, the freaking right side, and. Um, you know, you die and you're like, wait, I died this way. Well, I'm, let me not die again. <laughs> um, I found a lot of people don't seem, especially a lot of novice gamers or people who don't play 3D mm-hmm. games, 3D world games, like open world especially, that controlling the camera was a very weird yeah, feeling. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it because it's like the one game that I spent like two, three years playing before like the sims it's like very like you like you know like one hand on the keyboard and on the mouse like you have to obviously like move around and whatnot you're still very limited what you can do obviously unless you're you have you modify the game yourself um um but Mm -hmm. that's still not desktop you know what i mean um for me it was like the first time since like using a handheld you know device to like really play and it was like wait a second i'm so used to having like a mouse and just like the the keyboard on me all the time. It was like, wait, now I'm I'm using Joy Joy Cons and it's like it's a little different. The feeling's a little different. Um, but then again, like I, I enjoyed it. Not not gonna lie, I really I was like, yo, I, it got me like so pumped. I was like, nice. Like now I can go out and do whatever I gotta go do, um, and explore and just <laughs> die so many times. And I think that's something I always say. I'm like, fuck, like I just died again. Like. <laughs> I need to go buy and go buy go make some food um that's probably like another cool thing about this um that you learn um when you're there um, the uh, more i think about this game the more i think it's just dark Souls yes, and Korok. <laughs> like the, the, like I, I i don't i hate that analogy in in game journalism i hate it i hate it's it's dark it's souls dark but souls. it's just dark souls like i hate that analogy but in this case like the core experience of it besides the exploration aspect is is pretty similar there's none of the ludo narrative dissonance you, you you can work you have the same goals as the main character yes and i think that that not only the same goals but the same experience is something that's kind of always been core to zelda Mm-hmm. Except yeah, I mean, for that's why, except that's for Skyward you... Sword, when Link's super pumped about getting told the same tutorial fourteen times. <laughs> but you liked Skyward Sword. I have very very many opinions on it. But Skyward Sword, we we'll save that for a debate. That's another, that's another debate episode. <laughs> we'll we'll make it the Ace Attorney episode. We'll take it take it to court. The defense. I'll do the little paper slap <laughs> instead of the trial of Socrates. The trial of Skyward. The trial Sword. of Skyward Sword and why Dylan hates it so much. <laughs> oh God! But before before we leave off, let's uh. Uh, let's uh, regain our footing. So we have we have just jumped off the Great Plateau. We landed, and uh, maybe looking at the map. Let's uh, let's see. Maybe maybe if we if we jumped off the Temple of Time, 
you know, we we went to the the Great Plateau Tower, and you know, maybe maybe you were like me, and you know, let let's kind of follow my journey a little. I did, and I was a little curious, and I and I and I jumped, and I flew down to the Gate Post Town ruins. To the right is the Forest of Tyne. Up next, you have the Colomon Garrison ruins. So we'll leave off there for now. So that was um, episode one. If if you would like to ask us any questions, you can um, you can email me at my Twitter account at TippyTown, T-I-P-Y-T-O-W-N, or you can um, you can uh, email us at Podcast at gmail.com for any questions. I'm not sure about you guys if you can open up any anything. Um, yeah, as I mentioned in the beginning, listen, I'm documenting my 900 <laughs> Korok poop uh, journey. Um, you know, it's at just Koroks on Twitter. So you can, you can find us at, um, at Tippy Town. You can find me, T-I-P-Y-T-O-W-N. You can find Wendy at just Koroks. You can email us at neighborswisdom at gmail.com. Ange and Piffy, Dylan, uh, uh, where, where can, can they me find on you guys? Twitter at Ange Jasmine One. Oh, <laughs> they don't want to find me. <laughs> they don't. They, they don't want to. They don't want to see what's out in the world. I, I think I. You know, maybe I agree. Maybe it's it's a. No, nah, you can, like, you can like, find me on Instagram at piff underscore boogly. People DM you for questions. People can D- people can DM me on that for that. I think the more the more cursed that the experience of running that meme page gets, the better. Oh God. Okay, and it becomes your pseudo podcast page. And I posted Breath of Wild stuff on there. Look at that for in in, in full uh, circle preparation of the first episode. In preparation, yeah. full circle. What what music should I use to close out with this? The the like the the telling the retelling the calamity Ganon music. Do so the, I used to um, close out. Uh, just do the um. I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing. I don't have enough. I don't have enough Zelda music. All right, don't worry, guys. I'll find something. All right, we'll figure it out. We'll see you in the next episode.